to this episode of CFA Institute's Take 15 series. My name is Beth Kaiser and I'm Director of Investment Performance Standards at CFA Institute. I'm here today with James Edmonds on October 27th, uh, 2011 um, at, at the GIFS Annual Conference. James is uh, the Executive Director, Head of Performance Reporting at Morgan Stanley uh, Smith Barney. We are very pleased to have James here with us today. He's going to talk to us about the challenges of performance reporting for private wealth. Welcome, James. Thanks, Beth. So when you're working with performance for private wealth clients, what kinds of clients are you working with specifically? The, the client type is actually, it runs the full gamut. So the industry as a whole gets broken out into two broad groups. You have uh, the high net worth investors, who are typically about a million dollars or greater than a million dollars in investable assets. Uh, and then it, it ranges up to the ultra high net worth, which is greater than $30 million. And so at the extremes, you can have working with, with I guess, small uh, clients who you know, are saving for their pension, up to large family offices that are representing multi-generational wealth. So with the private wealth um, business, I, you typically deal with a lot of financial advisors or, or FAs. How do they fit into the process? Financial advisors are incredibly important. They are obviously the, the link between the, the investment process and, and the client. And so what they want to be able to do is report to, their, to the clients exactly how they've a, constructed the, the portfolio, and B, how that portfolio is, is, is doing. What are some of the challenges of reporting performance to um, high net worth clients or private wealth clients, and then also working through financial advisors? One of the biggest challenges that we have is, is knowledge and understanding. Uh, obviously, you know, as opposed to an institutional pension plan where there is obviously a lot of understanding and, and, and information that, that the pension plan actually has, High net worth individuals usually come from you know uh, differing backgrounds and, and don't have a you know as as a group a lot of understanding about the investment process, you know understanding how the FA may be constructing the portfolio, and so when it comes to client reporting, you know we try to strike a balance between giving them as much information as they need to understand how their portfolio is doing without trying to confuse them. Uh, as you know, you know, within the portfolio, sorry, within the performance space, we spend an awful lot of time arguing the benefits of, of time-weighted performance versus dollar-weighted performance, uh, and quite often, you know, I think the general tendency within uh, within wealth management is to provide everything to a client uh, and and really give them very, you know, not a lot of context around that. Okay, and how, how do you deal with benchmarks for for private wealth? Benchmarking is, is, is a challenge, uh, and the reason being is because you know, the portfolio is being constructed to reach a certain goal. Uh, so just to take a very simple example, you, you may be managing the, you know, the money for a, a client uh, for, for them to retire in, in, a, in 20 years' time. They don't express their goals as, and I've never heard a, a client express their goal as, I want to beat the S&P 500 over the next 20 years. Okay. They uh, they express their goals much more qualitatively. They want to you know they want to have a certain amount of money, or they feel they need a certain amount of money by the time they retire to be able to live comfortably, or they want to save for kids' education or uh, you know charitable giving something like that. So when they come in and, and work with the financial advisor in actually developing and building the portfolio, they're not thinking about what market indices or blend of market indices that they're actually going to uh, going to actually beat. Mm -hmm. uh, they want to know over the course of the next 20 years, are they on target for actually hitting their goals? Mm -hmm. 
Do you typically set a benchmark for a high net worth or a private wealth client, or is that something where you just target the goal? I think it, again, you know, it, to varying degrees within the industry, what, what will take place is, a, and I think there's a certain disconnect in, in the way that the, the, the portfolio is constructed, because the financial advisor will spend a lot of time and a lot of effort in actually understanding what the client's goals are. They will then do a, a full plan. They, they're required to put together a full plan of how they're going to actually implement that. And then they, they go ahead and they do manager selection and they do an asset allocation. And then from that point on, there's a certain disconnect between what was actually discussed with the client and then how we go ahead and reporting it. Mm -hmm. Because what we typically do, and this, this is what has been done historically, we will typically calculate a performance rate of return. We will report it over a, a certain number of standard time periods, you know, so a one year, three year, five year. We will construct a benchmark that is either a, uh, at its simplest, is just putting, say, four or five market indices uh, on, a, on a piece of paper so that they have some sort of comparative. Right. Or we might create a blended benchmark of the, so again, you know, the way that uh, portfolios typically get built is you might have exposure to a number of mutual funds or ETFs, mm. uh, maybe an SMA, that are all measured against a benchmark, so we may construct a, a blended benchmark of what the underlying indexes are. But none of those really speak to are we actually on target for, for achieving the client's goal, because the client's goal is not expressed in terms of market indices. Right. Uh, they're, they're more accurately reflected in terms of a growth rate of, of the money that they're investing through, through a period of time, very similar to, a, to an internal rate of return. Do you find that there's more of a demand for gross of these returns or net of these returns, or is it sort of both? Well, uh, effectively, you know, we're, we're, we're somewhat required to report net of fees. We don't see a lot of demand for, 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 for gross of fees, uh, at least from the, from the financial advisor's perspective. But clients are obviously interested to see just how much, uh, how, ma how much the fees are costing them. But at the end of the day, what the client has to spend, what they have available to them is the net of fee you know, performance. Right. No, that makes sense. Um, are there actually performance standards that apply to private wealth clients? And if not, do you think that the gift standards apply in any circumstance to private private wealth clients? Well, we need to we need to separate that out between reporting, so reporting actual performance of a of a portfolio versus what we allow financial advisors or what financial advisors are able to do in marketing uh, performance to prospective or potential clients. On the former, where we're actually doing reporting, there are SEC regulations uh, that, that, uh, that focus on what, we're at, what we have to provide to a client as a bare minimum uh, every month or every quarter, whatever the case may be. And depending, and there's a, 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 a million rules, depending on the type of investment that it actually is, that we have to follow. But there isn't a lot of uh, regulation around what's called supplemental reporting. Mm -hmm. And supplemental reporting can really cover the full range, whether it's more in-depth analysis of the, of the portfolio or additional information such as research or as the case may be. Um, so there's, you know, from a performance perspective, there's really not a lot of specific regulation in terms of what, how we calculate or what we have to calculate. In terms of presentation, Again, there are the, the SEC has clearly laid out what you can and can't do in terms of presenting marketing information to a to a prospective client. 
that being said, a lot of it is is, is fairly, you know, I want to say fairly basic, you know, information. You you know, you can't be misleading. You have to disclose everything that uh, that you present. But they don't provide a lot of rules as opposed to GIFs around, for instance, you know, you are allowed to show model performance to a prospective client under SEC guidelines, which you obviously under GIFs, you know, we, we, we frown upon, uh, you know, showing model performance or linking model performance to, you know, to actual performance. Right. So I think there's definitely a place for, for GIFs uh, or at least, you know, the, the, the spirit in which GIFs was, was, was developed when it comes to marketing performance to, to prospective clients. Okay, great. Thank you very much, James. Okay. Thank you for joining us for this episode of CFA Institute's Take 15 series. Copyright 2012 CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.